Craig Slate. And I'm Edward Todd. And you're listening to The Fresh Crab. Live from the Global Produce and Floral Show in beautiful Anaheim, California. There's a bazillion windows on this uh, beautiful Anaheim Convention Center where we are. Palm trees. It's gorgeous out there. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of wish I could be out there. Yeah, but you know what? I would rather be in here and in here with our next guest, a good friend of mine for many years, Mr. Mike Laws. How you doing, Mike? Uh, Gentlemen, great to be here. Very pleased to be here. Had a great show so far and... uh, Looking forward to a good chat here. Yeah, I know. We should have a good time. And uh, I guess you, you, I mean, even, yeah, you've been in South Texas. How long were you in South Texas? Well, I worked for Will Steele. Yeah. And if just take a quick moment to get a little shout out to Will for yeah. giving me the kick. Oh, well, let's butt. don't shout. Yeah, no. well, Do we have now. to shout anything yeah. out? Okay, if we're going to shout anything out to Will, it might be something we can't print. <laughs> so. I'm not going there. But I give him a lot of credit for pushing me, giving me the little Texas boot in the butt and, yeah. and getting involved in this industry in the first place. So every time the opportunity comes up, I kind of like to pat we love Will. for that. Yeah. All right. So that, that's going to be, so I don't want to, because that is exactly where we want to go with this, but, but let's hold that thought. Yes, sir. Because, you know, first and foremost, uh, look, we really want to thank you and Laws Logistics for, you know, supporting us, supporting the show. Um, you know, these guys are one of our sponsors uh, and, uh, yeah, really, really generous and, and appreciative for you. Real quick, Laws Logistics, um, you know, what you guys got going on, what, what you up to over there? Well, Laws Logistics essentially works with a produce growing community to help them in strategic planning. So while your logistics team, and you and I have had this conversation mm-hmm. Yeah, before, for sure. While your logistics team is working tactically, they're getting things done, they're delivering stuff, they're filling orders. The strategic part typically isn't addressed. Right. And that's what we do. So we work on that two, three, and five-year planning. So when you know what you're going to plant uh-huh. two years from now, you know in talking to your customers what the fulfillment needs to be two years or three years from now. But in a lot of companies, the logistics part isn't planned concurrent with that. So that's a lot of what we do is to help companies do that part of it. And then just very briefly, up until the first of this past year, we also had a 3PL operation. We acted as an agent and did some work with a group of customers, and all specific to produce, uh-huh. and provided 3PL services. And in the first of the year, we made an agreement with um, Sunrise Logistics, okay. best in effort of Pennsylvania, part of the Four Seasons family of companies, yep, yep. Um, very value-based, uh, high-service company with a much greater portfolio, and they absorbed that business. And uh, that's been a great ride. I really have enjoyed working with them, again now, more on a strategic level. And the fun part about that is I'm not talking in the middle of the night on the phone anymore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Forty years, fellas, I've been doing this, right? Wow. So I, I got to park that. It was kind of a, um, when I got in my 60s, it was an opportunity to take a step back and uh, uh, work on that was logistics 40 years ago <laughs> <laughs> it was the early days it was the before the wheel maybe or yeah, it could be, yeah yeah <laughs> before the wheel exactly <laughs> Craig and I remember that yeah yeah I was gonna say I'm not that far off I, I remember the wheel uh, you know and, and when he first came out I was pretty impressed yeah you know, we, we all got excited <laughs> I missed the fire invention <laughs> I was a few years after fire yeah well. so, but uh, no, that's that's awesome, you know. And then that group, you know, I know the guys at Four Seasons. We we work with Sunrise Logistics as well. I mean, that's just a good good group of people up yeah, there in Effort. Yeah, so yeah. And we're, we're excited about that part of it and the, what that journey will look like going yeah. forward for sure. No, for sure. And you know, and and 
you know, logistics, uh, and like you said, uh, you and I have had that conversation, and we're a customer uh, of you guys, and, and I can tell you, you're right. Quite often, that's the part that uh, a lot of us don't look at, and then we regret it when we're in the midst of all that other planning, and we didn't take care of the logistics piece. Took a lot of people by surprise when COVID came in and the supply chains got disrupted, and they went, oh, my God, how come we didn't have a plan for this? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... You know, has, has the the you know truck to load ratio or the capacity overall is it improved? Is it improving? I guess from your perspective or so whatever the metric is, right? It's a loaded question. Okay. What you used to be able to appoint to be able to predict it, right? So if you want to look at it like a sine curve, you know, it would be these big looping things. You know, there'd be some weather events or whatever, but. You knew kind of, particularly with produce, who was planting, what the seasons were. You knew when the capacity was going to get tight and come down again. But like so many other things now, those curves aren't like this. They're like, oh, oh, oh. Like mm-hmm. it continues to do that because there's so many outside influences that happen. So the truck rates, as you painfully know, Craig, yeah. you know, went $6 a mile 18 months ago. People were going, I need a truck. I got to do this. And the truckers went out and ordered a lot of trucks. And then the volume went down. So you're going to see three PLs, asset-based companies are going to back off a little bit or maybe just decide not to do business anymore. And it's going to happen quickly and it's going to affect it. So right now rates are down, to your question. Um, And I think it's going to stay that for a little bit, but that's also kind of runs side by side with the way the economy is. And people, we tend to forget that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the economy and the GDP affect the transportation directly. Fuel pricing for sure, right, as well? Yeah, yeah, that, that's been a real thing. And, and sadly, the market's not um, absorbing the fuel right now. You know, the trucks have to keep moving. Even if they're not making any money, they have to make their payments. They've got to keep moving. That's the only way they make their living. And they're absorbing the fuel costs. And that's going to that's gonna put some of these small guys out of business pretty quickly. Do you do much with California-based firms? A bunch. Really? Yeah, so I... As I drove around um, from LAX here and saw the prices of Did diesel, you see a seven? I drive a diesel vehicle, and yeah. um, I saw a seven. Yeah, and it's definitely a lot different in South Texas, and I was very thankful for that because I can't even imagine. What is South Texas? Just out of curiosity. What do you mean? Gasoline or diesel prices? Oh boy, it, it was sub four dollars. Oh my God! Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Good to have a refinery in your state. <laughs> well, and a few less taxes. Yeah, there's so, a, there's certainly that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, it's great. I mean, and so uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make an assumption here. I'm gonna make a leap. Okay. Laws, logistics. I would say that's you're the uh, founder and owner. I uh, chief cook and bottle walker. Uh, you're yes, the ho- your whole whole bailiwick, right? So my son Nick who is a recent graduate of the University of North Florida and has a degree in transportation and logistics. Okay. Um, he's also the smart one in the family, so he's got another degree in <laughs> economics, which made his mother very happy. Right? We, we have hopes that he will not be talking to truck drivers in the middle of the night the rest of his life. He does work for me as well. Now, he's gainfully employed um, by a steamship company in the ground transport division. But during college, he did work, and a number of his friends that were taking courses with him did some work. So that's been a lot of fun, is to get that perspective from the university side, what they're being taught fresh out of school, and how can we, you know, here's a project. And a lot of it was grunt work, like RFP stuff. Yeah. Stay up in the middle of the night and run mileages, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, there's learning in that. 
Yeah. And I think that they really had a great time doing that part of it. And then um, I won't go into a lot of names, but I've got people of counsel that as the work requires, I bring them in to help projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of them you will know because they're old friends of old ours. Old friends, yeah. With the emphasis on old, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you know, but it keeps them in touch and, and, and involved a little bit, and that's been some fun. So it, it gives me the flex as the owner of a company to be able to, you know, address a project. So if you come to me and say, hey, Mike, you know, I've got a project and it's this big. Right. And I need to turn it very quickly, then thankfully I've, we've got You've got people you can lean yeah. into and, and get out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but... but what what's interesting is you know you so let's go back you were talking about will and the texas boot okay so now were you you weren't you're not originally from texas oh no no that's what i thought so born in philly raised in chicago yeah 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 i I mean it it sounded a little bit like a north a little north texas accent but it's uh it's not uh the north texas that i know yankees stamped on my butt a little further (laughs) a little further north (laughs) yeah a bit further out for sure yeah well everybody in texas that's north of the red river is a yankee so (laughs) it's just (laughs) the way it works (laughs) i qualify (laughs) so uh but uh no so you you, your young man, uh, was that your first gig with Will? Yeah, it, it was. And th- at the time, if you recall, it was Frontera Fresh Logistics. Yeah. And w- the trend, particularly during the mid-2000s, was the growers looking to capture that extra margin yep. by bringing the logistics in-house. But if you decide you're going to expand in other directions, how far out of your lane as a produce grower do you want to go? Right. And, and that's where the, the discussions of the conundrums are. I had a meeting with a rather large brand name grower this weekend that has an operation and questioned whether or not it made some sense to continue it on for that. So, gotcha. But that's, that's what I did with Will, was that I ran the logistics department for him. We built out Frontera Fresh Logistics. We did a lot of consolidation because the product line lent itself to that LTL consolidation. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great a great deal. But yeah. it ran its course like some of the other things. So, yeah, so along your journey, right? I mean, that's kind of, you know, for like we've talked and I, I say I kind of repeat this, but it's always good context. You know, the show is really about, you know, folks like yourself, right? You you, you went on a journey, right? You know, you had Will was an influencer, Clearly. right? Absolutely. And, you know, and through that, you know, next thing you know, you're out moving from Texas, moved to Florida, starting your own business. But along the way, I believe you were also a United Leadership grad. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Class 15, rock and so roll, baby. Class 15 yeah. for you. And just to remind everybody, I'm class four. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm close. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people think I'm joking when I say that you really, they, they were, they were the, the, the line that you had to go through to get in was far different than the line. They, the line for me was like, hey, we need you to come serve on this, and can you come serve? And then all of a sudden, you guys are having like three and 400 applicants coming in. So. It, was, uh, it was pretty competitive, and, and, and I got lucky because they didn't see my picture. So <laughs> I, I if they'd seen that, I'd be out totally, yeah. right? So, You're a very handsome man. The, the face for radio is what it is, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it was a, that was a great journey. Um, again, that was Will, who kind of prompted me to get out and get involved and make the application. And I think what I heard afterward was it was based on the, the strength of the written application and the fact that the logistics community wasn't very well represented inside those groups previously. Right. So um, just I can tell you in no uncertain terms that out of our class of 12 that I have done meaningful business with 10 of them. And, and that's, that's just awesome. awesome. It's, an ama- it's an amazing thing. So Jason Hollinger is the president of Four Seasons Produce. I know Jason. Who bought... He's my classmate. 
I didn't know. He, I didn't realize he was a leadership grad. Same class. I can I can run the list for you. It's it's amazing. I'm doing business currently right now with five of them. That's awesome. So the 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 network opportunity is just uh, I can't speak enough about how how supportive it's been for me. And if I've got a problem, anybody in that class, I could call at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I think the opportunity to, to, for lack of a better term, give back. But, you know, it's also as we get along in our careers, our obligation to help others along, if you will. You mentioned Will. I just dawned on me that he was heading up the Grower Shipper Board and he, you know, brought me on at one point and I learned a lot and serving in other committees and other capacities. Um, so we kind of have that in common, but yeah, looking for opportunities to sort of, sort of pay it forward. It's a pretty cool thing. I feel a hundred percent that way. And a lot of it has to do now, again, a certain point that I am embracing the role as a mentor and working inside Sunrise Logistics with that group of very young people. So I've been told there was a leap of faith I took that you're going to come over and transition your business into this company and you're going to hand it over to a group of 20 year olds. They've been amazing. And that opportunity to, to watch them move, but also to teach a little bit. And I've been working with my son in his class and those things. And now uh, I started 2008 on the Supply Chain and Logistics Council. What year are we now? 2023? <laughs> Still there. And watching the people go through and the younger group of folks that are coming in and the way that people have now turned to me for advice. Right. I will tell everybody that's listening to this is that you can call me anytime about logistics advice, anything you want to talk about, because I feel to your point that you have an obligation to mm -hmm. give back and it's also good for the soul. Yeah. No question. It is. Yeah. No, I, I would uh, concur with both, both of you guys on, on that for sure. And you know, you mentioned the leadership or we talked about the leadership. I mean, for me and you sounds like for you too, it's, Single-handedly, probably the best thing for my career was that class. It's a game changer. And I, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me there was is that I realized I, w I walked away from an understanding that I was competent. Yeah. I was, I was reinforced to the fact that, hey, I got this. I can do this. It, it, it grew my confidence, public speaking, presentation in, in big and high-pressure settings, you know, think yeah. retail, right? Those type of things I just, I, I just became confident with. And my classmates picked me up when I really wasn't feeling that confident. And um, yeah, it was it, I, 50, the whole thing changed after that. So between graduating from that class and starting Laws Logistics was less than a year. No kidding. Yes, sir. I did not realize that. Yeah. I mean, just the relationships by themselves were invaluable, right? And the people that were, were in my class and that, that I, you know, I, yeah, that, that number one was by itself great. But yeah, it's just the network that came from that expanded out of that and just the things that, that allowed me to progress forward. You know, uh, shout out for IFPA, you know, as, as they let us, you know, as, as we're part of this and then they continue to help us out, you know, I will tell you that, if you've not applied for the leadership program, I mean, it's a it's a must do. Even if you have to apply two or three times. Oh, for go, sure. Go do it. It's, it's worth an, the it's experience. And I think also understand that if you're applying, make sure that you know that your company is supporting you because they're giving you four weeks out of a year out of the office, away from your job to help you develop your career. Right. That's huge. Yeah. So as you do that as a corporation, as your company does that as a corporation, that's a commitment to the person. Yeah. 
that's really yeah no no and and like i say it's it's awesome to see somebody like you have the success you know again i've known you since you were that guy with will back in those days right and and you know to go out and take and just leverage that and build a business like you have and, and be where you're at in your career a lot to be proud of for sure and you know and like i say a lot that people can take away uh from that yeah, we're, I, I'm just I'm glad to be here. Glad to have the opportunity to talk with you guys about it and to the general public about it. It's a, I get that message out a lot. I've been working with a group of people on the floor the last couple of days, and I'll stop and go. Leadership class six, leadership class eight, <laughs> leadership class ten. I had a conversation with a guy that I know from leadership class one, and he was talk about giving back. He's running a charity in Africa. He takes oh, wow. four months. Bill Cornell. Class one. No kidding. He takes four months out of his year every year, and he and his wife have started a charity in Uganda. Wow. And Dang. they go down. Now that's wow. coming back. Yeah, I was going to say, that's some serious. Yeah. It makes us look pretty Yeah, bad. I was going to say, we got a way to go here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> our way of giving back. Hey, am I too old to, to apply? Because, you know, I applied years ago, but. I don't think you're too old. <laughs> and look, yes, look you, die, old. You, you dye your hair, you dye your hair, so it looks like you're a lot younger than you actually are. So that's cool. Well, I will say, I've had the pleasure and honor of serving on several boards and committees, but I think now it might be a little too late for me on the whole leadership. Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know where that bar is now because <laughs> I was the oldest one at the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I got the good hair gene and the bad back gene, right? Uh-huh. So I look pretty good. I look pretty young. <laughs> yeah. They put me in, and I'm with all the rest of these folks. And then they, when you're done, you know, they automatically put you in for 40 under 40. Mm-hmm. So they sent me the application. I'm like, well, I just turned 51. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did not. You weren't on the. Yeah, seriously. You were 51 when you did it. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. See, Darren, wow. tell you. I have yeah. hope. Uh, you yeah. still have yeah. hope. Are I sure. just turned 50. It's no problem. Actually, there was a guy in the, in the following class in class 16 who was a year older than I was. Now, they may have revised that at that point in time. I, I looked at the, the last group, and they were uh, they're fairly young. But uh, yeah. you'll yeah, right. and you look good, man. You yeah. can go. I appreciate you it. Know? See, somebody has some nice things to say about well, that. Well, hey, so you do look good. Thank and you. so let's, let's touch a little bit on that. You know, you got this serious workout regimen that you do. I do. You got a food plan. Well, what, what I, kind of stuff? Thanks for asking. Yeah, I, I do. So I've got, um, again, uh, as I said before, the good hair and the bad back gene. Yeah. So I've got a, a g- degenerative disc. I'd be very careful how I say that. Right? Yeah, but, yeah. And as a result, I dropped 30 pounds. So if you remember me when I was working for Will, uh-huh. and you look at me now, it's about 30 pounds difference there. And that's mostly around. That was probably 30 pounds of stress. Uh, maybe in, in some liquid in there too, but we're not going to go there. Right? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of it just had to do with understanding that through and, and medication. Then. Yeah. So when they, the first thing in the mid two thousands, they're handing you medication and going, here you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll get better. And what it did do is just make me drag. So I got rid of all the medication in the system, started eating, starting stretching and exercises, low impact things. Right. Um, I'm a spin class nut now. All right, nice. Five thirty-three days a week out there at the spin class. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You strike me as a spin guy. Yeah, it's, and and you know it's not necessarily the best thing for my back, but I still feel good doing it. It gets the endorphins up in the but, morning. But that's, that's bike. I mean, it's on a bike, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a spin class. Yeah, yeah. That's not. Uh, your, that's bad on your back. Though? We have this screaming woman that runs this class in the morning, and nice. she gets up in your face and get up and let's go, you know. And it's a, it's it's really the most fun to get out and get doing that. I can walk out of that place in the morning and look at people and know that I've done more by 6.30 than they're going to do all day. And that's that, awesome. That feels really And you good, do that right? six days a week? No, I do it three, day, three mornings a week, and then I, uh, I work with the trainer a couple days a week. Very cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we're. Uh, and you, but you go somewhere for the class, or yeah, do you yeah, have your own it's, bike? It's all, so you know, I live in Naples, and yeah. so the home of the newlywed and nearly dead, and <laughs> so there's a lot of resources there. There's a lot of resources there for for folks from a health standpoint. So this is actually run by the hospital. The wellness center is run by the hospital. It's six blocks from the house. And yeah, yeah, that's a it's, it's a really easy fit. Roll out of bed um, before I have a chance to think about it and just go. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worked out real. Do well. you ride? Road ride as no, well? No, 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 no. And I don't run either. If you see me running, it means I'm, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a problem. All right. Yeah. So diet, uh, did you so you got medication out. Yep. Obviously a, a consistent workout program. Yep. Uh, Food-wise, make any food so, joint changes? Yeah, plenty. And so a lot of it had to do with portion sizes in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, we had these, uh, my children were all living at home. There's a 10-year gap between my kids and the college students are rotating through and my five-year-old son is there and we're trying to balance all of this stuff. So we just put up big plates of food and stick it out there. Now, thankfully, everybody's off the payroll and out of the house. Kim and I can control that a little bit better together. Right. So we've got portion control, and we've been doing that for five or six years. I'm a salad guy every day at lunch, like religion. Okay. And uh, I'm a 50% plate guy. I mean, I love my veggies. And we're roasting vegetables and trying new uh, spice mixes up with them and all of that and getting creative. Just having a great time. Yeah. Tonight, you, know? you know, and, and like I say, that's that's the thing. You know, probably what you're talking about there, the, the which for me, I'm a big believer is, you know, if you can get out of them, even when you've got, you've got a serious health issue, right? That's, you know, hereditary. I don't know. You know, maybe you it is, were a it is boxer or something in the day. I don't no, know. No, you no, hurt no. your back. But, um, but, you, but you're, you're taking matters into your own hands. Right. You're moving the medication out and trying to figure out how do I how do I at least make an attempt not just to lean into the meds? A hundred percent. And I, I think that how many times you get hit upside the head before you realize I got to do something different? Right? Well, yeah. You know, I, I, mean, mean, well, I, I couldn't I take another headshot, honestly. So that I had to make a change there. I had to. But do you're talking about not overeating, right? You know, I'm talking right. about not overeating. I'm talking about you know finding something to substitute the medication. And that's and that's huge. I mean, I'm. I've practiced some discipline we've talked about on the show, but really at the end of the day, I'm not a very disciplined person, but I can honestly say in the last, since I started paying attention, maybe four years ago, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've overeaten to where I feel miserable, uncomfortable. And it used to be just a regular thing, right? I mean, I have a joke at home. This is just a meal. There'll be another one, you know, in a few hours. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. So um, it's just a, a mindset. How do you balance that, though, with our industry and the celebration of food mm-hmm. and what we've learned traditionally from our families over the mm-hmm. years? That was the that was the event. Yeah. So how do you how do you that's the key is to try to continue that tradition, but do it in a healthier way. And. Um, I'm feeling really good about what we're doing in our family with that in, in terms of how we put the plates together, how all of that mm-hmm. balances, but to still make it a celebration. Yeah. And, and of course, we throw some wine in, too. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Example, well, I was telling there Greg you go. for... That's, for, that's my kind of health <laughs> regimen. Thanksgivings, you know, a few years ago, we agreed at our house that we would throw out all the old casseroles and all that stuff and just veg. Like, it's not sweet potato casserole, it's sweet potatoes. And it's not. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's not green bean casserole. It's roasted green beans. It's, you know, so just no casserole. So that, the sweet potato, so that, that's one of those things. This is what I don't understand, you know, and, and it comes from where I grew up, right? In Texas, we, we would take anything that was healthy 
and make sure it became unhealthy as fast as we could. Make right? it fun. They, they want to make it put fun. bacon on it, right? Well, yeah. we, not just it was just bacon. We'd put sugar, you know, make it, you know, sweet potato. I mean, it's like, what, what's wrong with the sweet potato? It's sweet, right? You know, why do you need also the sugar and the brown sugar in the seed? You know, it's like, That's right. That's you know, right. it's fabulous. And we, we did that with, it, it, again, like he's talking about, you know, you can change that up, right? You can you can make it much more healthy. Clearly. Or not, not make make it more healthy. Just staying closer to the basics, it's much more healthy and enjoy and you can enjoy it. It's great. Well, you, well, and you make a great point about that because it is basic. And I think that if, if you've had the opportunity to travel abroad at all and you realize what their diets look like and how basic it really is, and they're still celebrating food in a really big way. Yeah. These guys eat four or five times a day. They look great. They live to be 95 years old. They have wine at every meal. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, it's it, yeah. not so bad. Right? I hope my wife's listening, so, because I'm yeah. continuing. One to or there. two, not bottles. Bottles. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not bottles. <laughs> well, look, uh, I, I, the, 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 the timekeeper is... Giving us the high sign. Giving us the high sign. Uh, and uh, we're, we're getting... I feel like we out. just scratched the surface, though. So we're going to have to maybe come to Naples and do a remote come on. broadcast. You, in February. Is that we the time to be there? extension cord yeah. long enough to reach out onto the beach, maybe? Mason, we can look at something like that. That'd be good. Oh, cool. What about a golf course? Is there oh, yeah. any those around there? Yeah. Um, There's no golf there. More per capita than any place else in the country. Wow. Yeah, so definitely putting a, a little Naples action on the uh, on the tour list. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're building a, a fresh cred tour, by the oh, way. So, nice. yeah, we're, we're just trying to get spots. Yeah, we got, we've got the orchards over in uh, just north of L.A. with Limonera. Then we're going to pop over to Spain. and Spain, then, oh. Yeah, and then come back through Naples. Yeah, Yeah, right now it's working out. So, hey, Mike, seriously, really appreciate the sponsorship. Uh, Appreciate your friendship and appreciate you joining us on the show. Your partnership. Thank you. Happy happy to do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Enjoy the rest of the expo. Enjoy yourself. 